Hey everyone, I am Priya Sachdeva and you are listening to Trending Diary the podcast. Your journey to connect with ideas, stories, experiences and people starts now. Today, I am joined with an exciting lady who has been a photojournalist for over 20 years, building a life around her adventures, exploring the world while capturing and writing about her experiences. Laura Gale, living abroad at a very young age in Indonesia and working for the CIA in their photo printing group. All while attending the college, she has created a life that fits her passion and business acumen. As a freelancer for National Geographic's catalog, she has been published in countless magazines and is now the co-owner of Indiana Hats, which was inspired after visiting Peru and watching local women weave this incredible work of art. In today's episode, we will hear how Laura has created a career in travel photography, her favorite cities she's visited. and what goes behind the lens from her unique perspective Laura truly has a unique and creative style that is so breathtaking so let's tune in hello hello Laura how are you i'm good how are you doing i'm really good welcome to trending diary and thank you so much for accepting the invitation Of course, thank you for having me. Yeah, indeed. So Laura, let's start with your journey in the travel world. So Laura, how have you came across with this career of travel photography? Is it something you have always been passionate about or do you consider it a life calling? Uh I you know, I've always been infatuated with adventure and excitement. I always loved Indiana Jones and watching Jacques Cousteau and different um adventures and explorers so I think I always knew I wanted travel and adventure and then my mom actually when I was young told me to think about being a photographer that followed around these adventures and and that was the first time I ever thought about photography as a tool for finding adventure so I didn't really know anything about photography till I went to college but that was an idea my mother gave me when i was about 13 years old great so, so it's always uh, it aligned with your interest also yeah i definitely i love photography once i started studying it i really fell in love with it but i think i always initially thought of photography as a as a way for me to travel and adventure and meet new people so it was always sort of a tool to do that great great So Laura as you have traveled a lot what's your favorite city still now like like if someone like me who hasn't traveled much yet and i'm like sorry for it i should so where should one start with where should one go first and explore okay this is the best places and one should never leave them in their life so what are what are these places in your list Oh my gosh, there's so many different kinds of lists. It's funny as a photographer, actually my top 3 places as a photographer, India is on that list. So India, Indonesia, and Peru are my favorite 3 countries to visit for photography. It's just so colorful and so rich in tradition and culture and just everything. So I it's really funny. I've actually loved coming there many times. Um but I would say for cities, I think some of the most beautiful cities are Cape Town, South Africa I think that um oh my gosh I think Rio de Janeiro Brazil is beautiful I think Sydney Australia I think New Zealand is really easy to if you want to go on a long road trip and have beautiful scenery 
and and it be very safe. I think New Zealand is a really clean, beautiful, safe country. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It depends if you want adventure or luxury or what. But I think um, I have a lot of favorites. Okay, next time and ever you will come to India, come and meet me. <laughs> I would love to. I'm usually there every January, actually, for photo shoots with National Geographic. And I just don't know if this January, if you guys will allow Americans or not. So I don't know. No, definitely, definitely. I'll welcome you. I live uh, in capital city of Delhi. So definitely, I'm going to welcome you. Oh, and... thank you. <laughs> so, so what's the best part you find about traveling? Like how travel has molded you as a person or what perspectives you develop during the journey what kind of people you meet i know because it's something with travel you are exploring yourself as well and your surroundings as well so how ha- has this journey molded you i think what i i like to call travel i like to say that it resets me i think that at least americans have a a culture of working um really long hours and and always trying to succeed and earn a lot of money and and just busying ourselves and we add a lot of stress to our lives and and lots of uh, material mm-hmm. objects and you know cell phone bills and mortgages and like all the stresses mm-hmm. and i think when i travel i realize that i can have a few outfits and not really have my cell phone and i don't need as many things and i don't need and i feel a lot less stressed So I think I, it makes me realize that a lot of the stress is unnecessary in my life and that you can live a simpler, more meaningful life. I think that's what travel does for me. Okay, that also create a sense of purpose in you to live a very simple life exactly. Yeah, but I mean for sure purpose too. I mean, I think my purpose is constantly to explore and to learn and I think I learn the most when I'm traveling. I you know, you you don't learn a lot of real truths or anything about history you know from the news i feel like you know you learn from when you're there experiencing it in person and traveling and talking to local people exactly so so what's the biggest lesson that you have i know it's quite uh, hard to explain because definitely you are continu- continuously on a journey of learning so what's this one lesson that stuck with you while traveling or meeting with someone or having a story with someone so what's this one thing that stuck with you which is always uh, help you to come out the hard times in your life or like it's 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 your life mantra so what's the one lesson that 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 you have gained from traveling and meeting with people oh my gosh i think gratitude i think i realized that i have a lot of freedom as a woman as um you know to to travel to make decisions to to be creative to have freedom to make my own decisions and my own business decisions i think a lot of times i've encountered women around the world that don't have as much freedom as i do and so i think i I've, i've learned a lot of of gratitude and i also think that i've learned that people um people are are really kind and a lot of people from other cultures i've misunderstood whether it's through the media or whatever and some of my you know most favorite moments have been people that have surprised me on my journeys or really helped me i was i was stranded in egypt like years ago when i was traveling and i had a family during ramadan take me in a muslim family and they fed me and took care of me like i was one of their own children even while they were fasting and unable to eat themselves and i just thought that that was 
such an amazing thing. I don't know if Americans have the same, you know, like we feel the same way about bringing in foreigners and, and feeding them and taking care of them like your own. I, I wish that we could learn to be more like that. So Laura, okay, can perfect. you tell me a little more about this Andriana Hath project? Means how have you came across uh, this entrepreneurship world from traveling to Hath business? How? Yeah, so I've been working and photographing for their artisan catalog for the last 12, 13 years. And they represent artisans around the world, including in India and all over Peru and Africa and Thailand, Bali. Um, they're all artisans that are doing what they call vanishing crafts and they're arts that art forms and traditions that have been passed down for the centuries and marketplace to sell their goods. Then a lot of these traditions will get lost. And so I've been so blessed to photograph this for years and meet these incredible artisans around the world. And um, going to Peru once a year, I've met a lot of the Quechua culture and the Quechua people that live in the Andes mountains and high up, in altitude in, in Peru. And so these incredible women, and it's passed down through the women, do these weavings that with a backstrap strap loom and they um, hand shake these alpacable hats. And um, I've just fell in love with the hats. I've always loved hats, but I fell in love with the idea that um, their language is actually a woven language. It's not a written language. So all of the woven bands on the hats actually have a meaning in Quechua. And I thought that was really beautiful to sort of have an intention or a meaning on the hat. And, you know, just with everything about it, it was, I felt inspired to start a company with them to sell their hats, not only in the United States, but in National Geographic's artisan catalog and, and to help create sustainable income for th this Quechua community. So yeah, I kind of all just went hand in hand. All of my passions, like photography and travel and supporting women and supporting artisans, like all kind of rolled up into one project. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? What I really love about your business that it's really promoting ethnicity and even sustainability. Means it's providing a decent income to the artisans and also, also, what do we say? supporting our old art to get emerged more. So definitely, and I have checked that out here, and Gianna has, it's superb. So people just go and have a look. It's amazing. Thank you. No, so, it's, it's, so, it's so near and dear to my heart. I mean, I for me, it's not even a charitable thing. We're actually starting a business, you know, with these women. So they set their their prices and they get paid first. And, you know, we are actually like in a joint entrepreneurship with these women. Yes, got you, got you, definitely. And, and Laura, there's a one thing that I generally ask, ask to every guest on my show. What is the one trend that you want to see more evolving in the world? Like what kind of world you imagine? Or I, I should say the one thing that you should say it's the part of, it's more embraced in the new world. So what's that one trend that you want to see more evolved in this new world? Oh my gosh, I think the trend of slow fashion, which means, you know, fashion that's handmade and um, isn't, you know, in a factory and has meaning and intention behind it. I think a lot of people are, are caring about where their products come from. So I hope that trend is here to stay. I also just hope that 
people, you know, are more open-minded and learn to understand each other and understand everyone's different cultural beliefs and, and be open-minded and accepting of that and work together. I think that, you know, as a person who started a business with a completely different culture on a different continent, there's a lot of things I've learned. Um, you know, we all have different work ethic and they sometimes like things take a longer time because they've got to feed their family or the, the harvest is needs to be harvested and, or the weather's bad, or there's all these things that um, they're experiencing that we're not. And it, and it, you know, it makes a difference in the product. And, and so we have to be understanding of each other's cultures and like what we're going through. And so I, I've hoped that more people care about, uh, you know, their products and making sure that they're made sustainably and like not harming anyone or using child labor or anything like that to be made. Okay, Laura, there's one quick thing more. Like a lot of people, what I have noticed, especially in India, misunderstand the concept of slow fashion. So according to you, because you are in this business for so long and you have observed all these things so personally, so how do you define slow fashion? What is slow fashion or sustainability according to you? That's a great question. So fast fashion is when you, a company just produces so much stuff it could be in a factory it could be using um you know unfair labor it could be using child labor um it they waste a lot of product a lot of times it you know they just make so much that they end, it ends up being in a landfill somewhere they they can't possibly sell it all so um slow fashion is when something is handmade or one of a kind or is um you know sustainably made and it's it's definitely what makes it sustainable is that it's keeping, you know, the traditions of, of someone intact. It's not like, it's not hurting their cultural traditions. It's not adding more waste. It's not um, disrupting their life or their community or their culture. So I think like sustainable can mean a lot of different things. It can mean that, you know, you're not creating waste, that it's good for the environment. It also can mean that it's a, a like a cycle of being able to, to help someone lift out of poverty, right? So um, we're not just donating money. Like if you donate money to a problem, you're not necessarily solving it. But if you teach people, you know, how to make money or if you empower them to create a business or make money, then they can do that on their own. They can teach their children to do that. Their children can teach their children. And it becomes a sustainable cycle of, of income opportunities and and um, that's more valuable than just dumping a bunch of money or paying people um, and not teaching them the skill sets to be able to continue that. So that's another form of sustainability. Mm, very insightful, very insightful. Great. So even now I understand literally the true meaning of slow fashion because generally we misunderstood the slow fashion with just he, there is a small business who is paying good to the uh, artisans or just using a pure organic cotton. That's it. <laughs> Thank you so much. And uh, literally your uh, travel journey is very inspiring. Means now I'm be becoming more, what to say, desperate to go out and explore the world. And I'm definitely going to call you to tell me about the more places. Oh, I hope you do. And I hope I can come and visit in Delhi soon. I, I absolutely love Delhi. I love Rajasthan. I love like that whole, I mean, I just, there's so many places I want to go visit. I can't wait to get back there. So you live in a very beautiful country. 
when i had been to rajasthan like more than 4 5 years so definitely even you will come to rajasthan i'll make sure the the places you had missed at least i'm going to make you visit that and if i'll come to california you are going to make me visit the wonderful places absolutely right now if it wasn't 10:30 at night i would show you my view and it's i live on the beach in venice beach and you're welcome anytime <laughs> oh great great so thank you thank you so much lora for accepting the invitation and coming with this quick note thank you so much that's so humble of you and thank you for sharing the wonderful insight with the listeners oh my gosh thank you so much for for caring about andiana hats and for sharing the thank you you beautiful people for listening if you have any questions ideas or stories to discuss you can dm us at instagram page of trending diary which is at the rate trending diary and you can also read some interesting blogs at trendingdiary.com i hope you get some value today and we'll see you soon in the next episode till then stay tuned and god bless us all